So today I have the sister scholars on with me and we are talking about one of the things that all four of us, I think, um, agree is a good thing. Um, it is Disha Filia's short story collection, The Secret Lives of Church Ladies. Um, every now and again, I harass them into watching things, into reading things, into listening to things. And this is the rare the rare hit where once everybody finally gets through it, they're just like, all right, Sherry, fine, we'll keep listening to you. K.E., can you tell us what The Secret Lives of Church Ladies is about? Oh, I put you on the spot because I sort of want to hear what your what your reading of this is. So like if nobody if somebody hasn't ever come across this book, they haven't been just like referencing it in every conversation for the last month or so. What would you say it's about? Hmm. It's about, hmm, I guess, let's say the connections between black women, sex and sexuality and spirituality Mm-hmm. Um, and the ways that kind of what we call the black church has either facilitated or limited um, the full expression of their lives, their, the, in, their intimate lives, especially. Mm-hmm. But it also, in a way, provides, I think, a kind of um, way forward. Right. So it's it, it's not a book that necessarily critiques the black church as an entity that is obviously in many ways, um, you know, restrictive in terms of the sexual expression of women in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it makes room for sexuality, for black women's sexuality. It takes for granted that, you know, this, this understanding of, church, of, black, of the black church lady as mm-hmm. one who lives a multidimensional life and is absolutely a sexual being. Uh, so yeah. nine short stories that in, in I think, in, in really... Um, generative ways explores kind of those questions and and from a a number of of different focal points. Yeah. I really like, I really like that idea of um, making the black church lady seem a lot more of a multifaceted figure um, where we are also thinking both about the limitations and the possibilities of religion in terms of, of spirituality, of black spirituality in the midst of, um, um, sexuality and all of those things, because it's not, it's not black and white, right? So what did we, what did we like about this, this collection? I mean, K.E. said lots of things that there are to like, but what were the things that kind of struck us as, as, as the parts of it that were enjoyable for us? So as you all know, I don't get to these books quite quickly. <laughs> when I said when I said over the course of a month, it was because we were waiting for Stephanie to finish. <laughs> Full disclosure, it was me. We would have done this a month ago. <laughs> it's okay. The show's on a hiatus right now. We just build an episode, so it's all good. Okay, you know, we go right. wait for you. Yep. Yeah. Especially for this book. Um, you know, there's, there are certain books and shows that you all know I will not ever watch mm-hmm or read. Um, but you insisted that I read this one. And I am so glad that you insisted. Um, first of all, it's not very big. So it's not very you. big. It's not very big. It's it's let me tell you, it's it is under 200 pages. Yeah. And under 200 pages and in just like a super small format too. It's not like Great. a regular sized book. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and the last book that Sherry made me read 
<laughs> under under duress and force was Marlon James' uh, brief history of seven killings, which all is right, how many right. pages, Sherry? It's seven. It's seven hundred. Um, and 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 you know, just to, to 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 touch on that in this moment, now that we know each other better, and I'm a lot more mindful of your reading choices, I'd like to take this opportunity to really apologize <laughs> <laughs> because. Stephanie, at the time, I didn't know you like that. So. I know, I know. You were like, read the book. It's fine. Just read it. It's fine. I'm just like, just, just pick up the damn book and read it. Okay, Stephanie, cut and it out, first, please. And the first chapter was like, this woman does not know me. <laughs> it's funny because when I told Faramola too that I made you read Marlon James after she just finished reading um, Black Leopard, Red Wolf, she's just like, you made my mommy read his writing? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And thinking back now... Um, I, I should make some more mindful choices, Stephanie. And I mean, no, you but know, you I, see, it, it was it was functional. You know, it was yeah. for it was also for the class that we yeah. were building. Yeah, and yeah, we wanted time, our students to to read that book, and so you know, I had to read it as well. If our students are going to read it, I'll read it. I mean, but next you know time now. I think about a a, a a a book that's more up to your speed too, not as violent, <laughs> not as. <laughs> no, this is not this is not what Stephanie goes to books for. So. I am such a wimp, such a I, wimp with well, this. With you know, books. I'm just grateful to have redeemed myself in in, in the recommendations. <laughs> you have, you have. So let me tell you all. Um, this book is, uh, probably in my top three books mm. of all time. Mm. This is just me being honest. I have to be careful what I say on this show because. Um, the listenership, the audience is getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. book um, really pushes us to be very personal and to have some reflections that are revealing and that are secret lives of ourselves, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, um, so what I love about this book is um, its ability. So, so my top book of all time is Zora Neale Hurston's um, Their Eyes Were Watching God. Mm-hmm. Um, I love mm-hmm. that book because it's it's also small, but also um, <laughs> it is it is just a really tender, beautiful story about black love. Um, mm-hmm. And you all know I love black love. So mm-hmm. um, the and the way that she does it in the vernacular and, you know, it's full of suspense and all of that. I think the secret lives of church ladies is similar in the sense that it gives us an as as Ke said, it gives us another opening into a very rich world of diverse Black women. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot of um, Nina Simone's Four Women. You know, it it allows us to sort of break up and parse out what we think, what we thought we knew about Black women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the book for that reason as well. Like you pick up this book, anyone can pick up this book and be like, oh, ah, didn't know that, you know, and, and, and the way that she tells these stories is just so, like, I know all the women in this book, you know, I, I know every single, I know the mothers, I know the grandmothers, and I didn't grow up here. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, I think, Sherry, you and I can both speak from our different um spots in the in the diaspora right Mm -hmm. in Africa and the diaspora that we know what these women look like what they've gone through what their experiences are and we can relate 
So I, I guess I'll leave it there. And um, I want to hear what CM has to say about this as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I really like this idea of um, thinking about this book as... So at first, I'll be honest, I was seeing this book as kind of like a critique of the black church. Mm-hmm. And I say that with all of its diversity. Of yeah. Course, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like KE's point. And I actually revisited late, like just recently. And I was thinking about this, you know, it's too simplistic to think about it as a critique, right? It's, it is a kind of an opportunity to kind of think about all the ways in which, you know, black churches can facilitate and limit and that all of, all of that happens simultaneously. I was just talking about this in my class because we read a book about um, the kind of the black cross queering the black church, right? And so it was a really interesting kind of and a really insightful uh, analysis mm-hmm. of the way in which black churches have been written by um, black journalists and black writers and, and how they, too, opened up those spaces to think about sexuality outside of the kind of heteronormative way that our kind of imaginations tell us that black churches do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think Katie's on point um, when she says that. Well, of course, she's on point about everything. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. All the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. The other thing. So I know y'all read it. I listened to it. Mm-hmm. So I will say I listen to it from, for the refresher. I listen to okay. it for the refresher. So, and so I'm curious that we have to say sh because uh-huh. what I found about listening to it so enjoyable is that I love the gossipy nature, and mm-hmm. that came through so well in listening to the narr- like the woman who's narrating the stories. Yep, I, and I think it has to do with, and I'm not sure what her name was is, but um, her performance of it. Mm-hmm. comes off in this kind of like these whispers right it's like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. rumors and gossip and I really appreciated that because that's I mean that kind of correlates with the title right and that correlates you know I grew up in the deep south that correlates with all the rumors and gossip that I grew up listening to right mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. in black catholic churches mm-hmm. that's in you know latinx ch- um, catholic churches mm-hmm. right and so I think there was a lot kind of that um, affect, I really yeah. appreciated. Yeah. yeah, Janina Edwards is um, is the is the reader of the audiobooks. You guys know that I am totally into audiobooks as a mm-hmm. medium in its own right. Um, and I think that's actually absolutely right, CM, because I feel like you know, outside of the title, "The Secret Lives of Church Ladies," it's you know, it's it's introducing itself as going to you know, it's going to tell you things that you don't already know. And from what we've all sort of said so far, um, it it. We know these women and we know these lives, but like reading them in this book or hearing them in our ears in the audiobook, we're just like, oh, <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> it felt a little bit to me too, like when I um, I listened to all of Toni Morrison's books too, right? Um, there is a a conspiratorial like I'm I'm telling you these secrets. I'm bringing you, the listener, the reader, into this confidence. Right? It's also like that other one. I don't know if um, Ke and SS has 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 read this one, um, but CM has. Britt Bennett's The Mothers. There's a 
there's like a section, a chorus in it where the church ladies there are, they're also like talking about, you know, these young people don't know that we know about sex too. <laughs> it's just, it's this really, um, it's, it's, I mean, you don't think of, 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 of the woman with the glorious hat and the fantastic double-breasted suit that matches her shoes and mm-hmm. purse and all of that as somebody who has a secret life that mm-hmm. entails um, sex on the one hand, but also maybe same sex sex and queer mm-hmm. sex in, 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 in all kinds of ways, right? And I think what CM says here about moving beyond how we read critiques of religion in terms of whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing, one of the most productive things about this collection for me is that it refuses to simplify in that way. Like mm-hmm. the facilitate part of things is really interesting here. While we're thinking about good things about um, about the collection, what which stories stuck with stuck? Which stories stuck? <laughs> stuck? What the hell is stuck? <laughs> 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 what are some of the stories or the characters that 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 kind that that stay with us and why? Um, and you know, it's interesting too that Stephanie talks about the audience, and this is a hard collection to talk about because of how intimate it is like I recommended this to each of you for different reasons around intimate things that I know about you um and so that's also super interesting because it's not just the secret lives of church ladies (laughs) it's like the secret lives of ladies in general too Mm -hmm. right secret lives Mm -hmm. of black ladies um and around these experiences of church and community and and relationships with the women in our lives right Mm -hmm. um who are some of the people who um (laughs) who are i can start yeah go um, so I love every character in this book. I do. Um, so it's very hard for me to choose one story or one character to ride with. Um, and it reminds me of a question I always ask folks, you know, like, what's your favorite song? What's your jam? And they're like, everybody's like, stop asking that stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> you critique my question, SS. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but it, but it, I mean, it's it's true. You know, it's very hard. But I will go with the story that made me that made me cry. You know, mm-hmm. it was dear sister, um, mm-hmm. because it was a so, it was a story that reminded me of my own upbringing. You know, and the fact that um, it's written it, it's written like a letter, reflecting on one's father right? Reflecting on the different aspects of memory when you think of a father. And I was thinking about this the other day because I was playing um, uh, Luther Vandross dance with my father. father again. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear that song, I don't think of my father, I think of my brother, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was so much closer to me than my father was. And so um, I think about how this character is writing to her sister and talking about who their father was and who their father was, not only to to the nucleus children, but also 
to mm-hmm. his friends and to his baby mamas and to and to all the different people and you know some sometimes i think about that and i miss the fact that i don't have that type of connection with my father who is now passed as well right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um the and the way she writes it is just so so captivating yeah and the last line that's in that in that um story where she says um cuz she also weaves in her grandmother you know and her grandmother <laughs> um the, the grandmother's superstitions and so mm-hmm, on, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it, at the end of the story, it comes away from talking about the father and gets back to the grandmother, who's actually more important as the sort of core of the family, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. It was just, it was complex and complicated and made me think. And That's cool. Made me cry. I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't pay attention to the last lines of that one so much when I listened to it because it isn't set apart in the same way as in the, but I just looked at it and it's interesting because it's a super intimate question, right? Super intimate. It's a super intimate question that she's asking. She's asking, I think within the first page of the story, it's revealed that this is a child that didn't grow up with the rest of the children of this father. They have different mothers, um, but this is one of the children that, um, um, that didn't grow up with them. And so this sister has taken it upon herself to introduce them to the family. And like Stephanie, when you just, when you just said that, like, it's interesting because it feels like the whole context of the story that's supposedly about the father is in service of, Mm -hmm. um, reasserting the power of the grandma's wisdom Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. this particular thing. So it's like, I'm going to tell you about us so I can ask you the super Mm -hmm. intimate question because Mm -hmm. we need to know, right? Mm -hmm. And Um, we need to build family um, apart from him, right? Yes, yes. Um, And I'll just add very quickly that um, the whole motive of this letter is to reach out to a sibling that she did not know, right? That Mm -hmm. they, they all don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's also part of my experience as well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it made me think about, you know, the siblings that, um, you know, that were offered to us that we did not know yeah. um, and how complicated that that is. Yeah. And and how like, you know, I know from experiences of a lot of friends of mine, like, you know, in uh, where where their families that are. um and I'm trying really hard not this is interesting, you know, you're trying really hard not to use the, the the derogatory words that are used to describe families that are separate from the nuclear unit. Right. Then from the one sanctioned from marriage, um, you know, you have it's 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 a it's it's a reality of, of black families. Right. There are always these other families that are also in in, in, in the mix in really um, interesting ways. And what what stood out to me about this particular story was that the group who were the in group, so to speak, wanted to reach out to someone who wasn't in the in group, which is not always the case. Like the stories that I've always heard is you know, being outcast, being, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to have anything to do with these people. And just like the desire for family ties to somebody who in other contexts would be just, you know, discarded is, 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 is a really tender, beautiful thing. And I can, I can, I can see why it would be as moving as mm-hmm. it was for you. CM, you look like you have something. No, I was thinking about SS's, um, or Queen's death. 
<laughs> I thought again. I thought again before we signed on. I was just like, I want a cool screen name too. <laughs> um, AKA Queen Steph. Um, point about the character of the grandmother. I really like Jael. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but that's me you know, too. How... Me yeah, too. Yeah, I really, really like Jael um, story. I also really liked. Um, it's funny. Is that Christian? who's my husband, for those who don't know, um, mm-hmm. did not like this one, but I really liked How to, How to Love a Physicist. Oh, say, yeah. How and, to Make Love. How to Make oh, Love to a is. Physicist. How, how to Make Love to a Physicist. Yeah. I can't say physicist. There's too many <laughs> syllables. <cysts. laughs> um, I really liked that one because it was just so poetic. Mm-hmm. And um, also kind of grappled with this idea of therapy and the kind of like trauma and just like her kind of processing, what does it mean um, to be so intimate with another person? And I really am related to that story in in many ways. Mm. Um, It's like Queen Steph, you gotta be careful how we talk about this (laughs) novel because, you know, and so, um, yeah. And yeah. And, and Jael, I also really love that story too, for just like, you know, the ending I found so surprising, right? And it's yeah. like kind of um, grandmother who's like, who is this child, right? Um, and it's, um, it's, and you, earlier someone mentioned superstition, right? I saw so much of that in the Jael story as well, right? And so I thought also, it was... Like, um, what's yeah. cool about the grandmother in the Jael story is what, how that story is structured is it's split between the narration between the young girl right. and her grandmother. And her grandmother is watching and seeing, uh, the grandmother is reading the young girl's diary mm-hmm. um, and learning things about her that she's just like, this child is going straight to the devil mm-hmm. and I want to have nothing to do. What did I do wrong? But, you know, this is the thing that I think this is one of those stories that makes what K.E. was saying, too, about facilitation and limitation <laughs> so clear. Right. Like yeah. um, the grandmother sticks by this child at the end of this. Um, exactly. It, they, there is there is no question about whether right. or not um, and and just complete it, it's 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 not like I'm going to throw you out or anything like that right um, and you know we can't tell you the stuff that happens in the story because we don't want to spoil it but I think this is the thing that's super interesting about grandmothers in 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 in, in this um, in this collection too that. Um, you know, you expect some piety. Sweet Sadie in that one, like Sweet Sadie, the, the, the first lady um, in black churches, the first lady is the pastor's wife. Um, mm-hmm. And Sweet Sadie is, 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 is just sort of romanticized in that story in a really fascinating way. And you can, the music of this collection too, right? Like I'm, I'm, there are essays in here to be written about how, um, how, how Philia uses, uses, uses music, um, black soul music, black church mm-hmm. music here in, in really, in really wonderful ways. I really like Gile too. Um, there is something about how, from the figure in the Bible, it um, it invokes um, righteous anger and um, righteous anger and retribution, um, mm-hmm. and the agent of that retribution. It's just, it's, it, I think it's one of the powerful things um, in this collection. Can I just quickly say that I did not like Peach Cobbler? 
And mostly because of the fucking cobbler. Uh, <laughs> I was, was grossed out you got by you... li- listening to her talk about making the cobbler and then it's oh, like has this oh, relationship with sexuality. I know. Oh. I don't like cobblers. When when we oh. go over No, no, no. When I we go over to like Stephanie's cobblers. house when we go over to Stephanie's house to cook, we go we gonna have a we gonna have a cook a um oh, we, have we, have cobbler. Have we have to have now. But we, now we, we have to eat all eat one pie. But but we <laughs> sit down and eat a pie each. That was gross. <laughs> well, there's I mean, yeah, like but also like what it is, it's 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 his appetite. Like it's a direct it's a, I feel like the cobbler there is supposed to be gross. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be about yes, um yeah, it's supposed to be about the the the, the, the pastor's appetite, right? Mm-hmm. Like well, that's what no, the story the prose is so beautiful that, yeah. but I just the image of this like juicy with cobbler with the spin. <laughs> It's about what he wants. It's about what he wants. We don't. We don't even have to detail that for the expression for for, for the imaginative listeners. I mean, right. Pasta yeah. loves to eat him some peach cobbler, right? <laughs> I like that one. I feel like that one's special because that one, um, that one is is one that connects to another one later, right? Where that's um, right. Mm-hmm. That one, one is one of my favorites. Um, that one is uh, it connects to. Instructions for married Christian husbands. I like that's mm-hmm. right. That's mm-hmm. right. I love so that one. So I love tea. that one. Yes. Um, let me see if I can find a spot to give give our listeners like a quick read of that one. The basics. You, the infantilized husbands of accomplished godly women, are especially low-hanging fruit, ripe for the picking with little effort on my part. <laughs> Buttery soft laughter at your attempt at humor or eye contact that lasts a beat too long, but subtle enough that it leaves you wondering if maybe you just imagined it was a beat too long. Maybe it was just wishful thinking on your part that I learned. I leaned in closer each time you spoke that I was really tuned in to and turned on by your monologues on fantasy football and barbecue. (laughs) Or maybe you just want a woman to treat you like a man for a change and not like one of her children. I just I love this one. Like this one is I love it. It's cutting. It's 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 on it's on the nose. Um, the story takes the shape of instructions for the married man who is going to come and sleep with her. All of the different things that he needs to consider are very contractual and transactional way of thinking about this, um, this, this, this relationship um, that is, you know, has nothing else to do with anything about than, than sex. And I feel like it juxtaposes really well with the story about the physicist, right? Like this. Or, or, or yeah. this is the woman who is the child in Peach Cobbler, in the Peach Cobbler mm-hmm. story. And she contrasts mm-hmm. really well with the woman in um, How to Make Love to a Physicist, who is not at all comfortable with her body because she spent so many years, you know, in girdles, hiding it to make sure that she's not sort of sexualized in church and in all kinds of ways. And so, you know, precluded from a kind of sensuality. Um but yeah, K.E., you haven't told us what are your... Um... Can I just ask a really quick question or just say something very quickly based yeah. on the, those, the connection of the peach cobbler stories? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I felt that when we got to her, you know, so she's all grown up now in instructions for married Christian husbands, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know how she started, you know, in the peach cobbler story. We know that... You know, she's okay. So, so she starts off there as a young, a young woman, and finds her sexuality in that story. And then, 
um, we see her evolved in this story. And for me, it was, I don't know if it was, sat- it was I don't know if it was satisfying to mm. see her evolve that way, mm. you know, um, all the things that she went through with watching what her mother did and so on. And then we see sort of a generational repeat in a mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. right? Although she has obviously much more agency yeah. than her mother did, right? Yeah. Um, and she's the boss here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I don't know how much of my discomfort with seeing her growth um, is from my own kind of prudish um, ways, you know, I'm, as I'm, a as a I'm gonna say, too. I'm going to say I mean? I'm going to say, yes, it's totally about you. Um, mm-hmm. But Absolutely. I'm going to say it's totally about you, too, because it that's that was my response to it as well and Mm -hmm. if it's one thing that reading marlon james has taught me which is like beating a dead horse now is i every time i come across something where i'm like is this really a victory is this really a good thing i check myself first right yeah and so it's there is something this is the thing that's really another thing that's really great about this collection is that um sexual agency and liberation is very much at the heart of um what is desired in this in this book mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. i think what you said ss2 that um that that she it seems like she's in the same place as her mom but she totally has way more agency about mm-hmm. the married men that she sleeps with right mm-hmm. um I think I feel like the question that I asked when I felt when I found myself feeling in that way that you did too um, was what would a happy ending for this character mm-hmm. look like? Right. And right. is this the happy ending that this character wants for herself, or is this the That's happy true. ending that I want for her? Right. Like Excel- excellent question because um, I don't want her like um, the Sadie character. I don't want yeah. her the first lady. You know because yeah. she's also not. The, uh, the ultimate, you know, mm-hmm, I don't want to be mm-hmm. that either. And I don't want that for her. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, those are excellent questions, Sherry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I feel like I don't know the answer to them, but that's, that's where I, that's where I land. Like, what is it that I'm trying to project onto this character from my own experiences? And I think this is one of the things that Philia is also, mm-hmm. um, is, is pushing us to do, is pushing us to think about um, how, how we project in these ways. Mm-hmm. K.E. Oh, so much, so much. Um, <laughs> I, I, can I just pick up from this right where you left off? Um, and instructions for married Christian husbands. It's it, it's interesting, like just to read a few passages. I think in many ways, what's here in these instructions is actually kind of, we might say, an argument of the book itself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, you know, as, as she says um, about me, you know, I grew up watching my mother eating the crumbs and leftovers from another woman's table. I swore I never would, but here I am, here I am grubbing, licking the edges. At the mm-hmm. same time, you know, she says, don't ask me to repent because I regret nothing. You can't save me because I'm not in peril. Mm-hmm. We all have a dark side. I invite you to explore yours with me, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in, in many ways, I mean, it's on the one hand, mm-hmm. if you connect that to the Peach Cobbler story, in some ways she's she's picked up some pieces of like, look, here I am, you know, grabbing and licking at the edges. Right. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. my my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, no shame, no guilt, mm-hmm. no judgment. Mm-hmm. Here are the parameters and I plan to exist inside of it freely. So right. I think that that is kind yeah. of an argument of the text. But in terms of my favorite um, like characters or stories, I'd say. Uh, Eula, um, mm-hmm. 
definitely not Daniel. I think not Daniel is kind of one of those. I love not Daniel. So to speak. Mm-hmm. Not Daniel was. Yeah. That, that one was. Yeah. Yeah. Snowfall, another one. And I love the way that these stories begin. Quite simple. The sentence structure, mm-hmm. I, I think, mm-hmm. is, is quite rich. And I don't, I'm not, I don't study these things, so I don't know why, but I, I just, mm-hmm. I know that. Um, Eula mm-hmm. Books, The Suit, sorry, The Suite in Clarksville, Two Towns Over. Second sentence, I bring the food. Uh, food is a, is a theme in this in this book. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I parked in the shadows behind the hospice center and waited, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in snowfall. That was sorry. That was not Daniel. In snowfall, black women aren't meant to shovel snow. I mean, um, <laughs> wow. Which is the truth, right? <laughs> I will not shovel snow and I will not mow the lawn. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. We are not meant to do these things. No, Just, no, right? no, um, no. It's like God ordain in a way right it's a first ladies first ladies do yes. not do that stuff yes mm-hmm. and so those <laughs> those stories for me um really capture like longing mm-hmm. themes of longing displacement grief mm-hmm. loose ends that mm-hmm. are somehow kind of mm-hmm. dealt with through mm-hmm. these conversations through sexual experiences and thinking thinking about sexual experiences and mm-hmm, how that gets mm-hmm. played. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the range of black sexuality. Um, mm-hmm. as you, as you said earlier, um, SH just the, the, that queer black sexuality starts the story. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's true. What was more secretive circa 19, I think we're around the same age or so of same mm-hmm. generation. Uh, mm-hmm. In black churches in the eighties and nineties, than queerness, queerness, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to begin that way suggests, I think, a lot about um, what it means to to live, kind of uh, the, the possibility of being both spiritual and sexual, right? Like mm-hmm. There's something about about even you know leading with queerness, right? Um, and not just in terms of like whose partner, the sexual partner of whom, but the notion of like to get back to CM's point of like the black church or black churches as queer spaces themselves, black family structures as queer themselves. Right. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That in, in other words, that kind of defy this, as you said, seems heteronormative kind of patriarchal structures. Mm-hmm. Like they've always been crooked to, you know, right. uh, so to yes. speak. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. there's there's a kind of liberation in that, not just acknowledgement, but that that being the foundation upon which we kind of understand ourselves. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, from the food to the sex, it, this stuff is hap- This is not disconnected from what goes on in black church. In black church, right. black no, churches no. are very sensual ass spaces. Right. Yes. Right. There's a lot you, of sexuality going on. A lot you of body- hang out. You hang out in praise and worship that goes on for two hours, and there is. The <laughs> I wish y'all could see our faces. <laughs> I mean, it's ecstatic. It's sensu- I mean, you know, there there are a lot, the bodies, the bodies falling out. The the concern for making sure that there is a cloth to cover the women's yep. legs when they yep. fall out. Mm-hmm. Like sex is always present, oh, even oh, in yeah. those moments, mm-hmm. right? You say two oh. hours, shit. We're talking about five hours in some cases. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, right. that's, you know, when the spirit moves, when the spirit yes. moves. You and how is that not, it. yeah, and how is that notion of the spirit moving not also mm-hmm. a sexual, uh, you know, huh. connected to yeah. the mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so it's all in there. And I think uh, Phil, uh, Phil y'all really, really captures that. Yeah. 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 Can I just give a shout out to one of my, um, one of my, colleagues in ethnomusicology. Um, her name is Alicia Jones. Um, mm-hmm. 
The book is called, so her name is Alicia Lola Jones, and her book is called Flaming, The Peculiar mm -hmm. Theopolitics of Fire and Desire in Black Male Gospel Performance. That uh -huh. book says it all. And it, it does put a spotlight on this uh, intersection of spirituality and sexual and and sex you know mm -hmm. and sexuality and and desire um, and desire exactly. yeah. mm -hmm. but um there's something that ke said that I, w I wanted to read um i i highlighted it it's in how to make love to a physicist mm -hmm. um and it speaks to what she said about uh religion and spirituality and it it caught me because i grew up catholic as well mm -hmm. um so so she writes um i think that's the most important thing, but human beings are capable of doing that outside of the purview of the church. I've studied the Bible cover to cover. So much hinges on translation and interpretation. I grew up Catholic and I love the ritual of it all, but I've come to understand that belief in a personal God is not essential, not for me. And I just love that mm. passage because, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you mm -hmm. know, I think the pandemic has also because we've not been going to church, right? We've, mm -hmm. we've, we've had to find our own path to spirituality, to our belief systems. We're not dependent on some dude standing in front of a church telling us how to interpret things. Mm -hmm. We go out into nature, like you all know, I go, I go on runs, I go on walks and so on. And this last couple of years, I would say this last year has really heightened my own um, my own peace with rethinking the ways in which we were socialized mm -hmm. to think about God mm -hmm. you know and I, mm -hmm. and I and so that that passage just really hit me um, mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. it hit me right right here mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. it, it reminds me it reminds me too of um, it, 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 it reverberates with something in Eula where um, Char Caroletta says on nine, where she says, normal to who, Eula? Men who've been mm -hmm. dead for thousands of years, yeah, who yeah. thought slavery was mm -hmm. cool and treated exactly. women like property. The Bible is the itinerant word of God, Eula whispers, as defiantly as a whisper can be. And you only believe that because of how another group of men interpreted the first group of men. People say you're supposed to put your faith in God, not men. Do you think God wants you or anybody to go untouched for decades and decades for their mm. whole lives? Like Sister Stewart, Sister Wilson, Sister Hill, my mother. After my father died, all those women in church who think they have to choose between pleasing God and something so basic, so human as being held and known in the most intimate Thanks. way. Yes. Um, if God became human once um, and then they argue about whether or not God is human. I don't question God, but maybe you should question the people who taught you this version of God because it's not doing you any favors. Powerful. Yeah. 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 And, you know, these, 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 you know, it ends with, I am speaking in tongues. Eula has her prayers. I have mm. mine. And I feel like, like in this, from this conversation and thinking about this, like the right to sensuality, the right to desire. Um, I'm reading now for another book club, um, Imbui, um, Mbolo in, in, Mbui's in new book. Um, Excuse me, we don't want to hear about your the other, other book. book. <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
I'm reading so this book for no other reason than just all the time that I read books. Nothing about another book up here. Um, but it's 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 uh, it's set in this um it's set in this invented West African village um and I'm at the part now where there is this older woman who is a widow reflecting about her position and another younger widow and their position and the way that the death of their husbands means that they're barred from sensuality for the rest of their lives and I feel like there's something con- in the connection here between you know black women claiming the right to sensuality and desire and sexuality as as basic and essential to their lives in the same way that spirituality is basic yeah. and essential to their lives like that's one of the things that's also kind of it's not it's not so much surprising because you know Audre Lorde has been talking about this for 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 decades right mm-hmm. um but also that we're still sort of writing narratives that are claiming that you know we 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 deserve this this should be a part of our lives too is mm-hmm. is is a really powerful thing So we talked a little bit about um Stephanie and I talked a little bit about the places here that were challenging or like one place that was challenging in reading. Um, It was thinking through whether or not what was presented to us as a freedom of sorts was was what we wanted to think about as freedom. Right. And that becoming something that kind of held up a mirror for us in thinking about um, how we consider freedom around things like sexuality and and marriage and, and all of that. Right. Um. What are some of the other ways that we found this particular book to be challenging for us, if at all? I, so, struggle, with, I struggle with that question because I really, the only challenging thing about this book was you all making me read it. You know, like, <laughs> just, just finding time to, to sit with it. And once I sat with it, I was mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's the only challenging thing. I don't, I don't. I typically don't like short stories. I want to like get into mm-hmm. a long, a long story. And so that all, that also was something that held me off a little bit, mm-hmm. but the stories are so, even though they're short episodes, they're all about the black church and they're mm-hmm. all about black women. So there's that thread that runs through them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anything else challenging for me personally. Mm-hmm. CM. I think for me, if I, and I, I'm with um, Queen Steph on this, but for me, if I just like saying this, so I'm going to keep saying Queen Steph. <laughs> We're going to call her Queen Steph. <laughs> That's not new nickname. Queen Steph is um, no. QS. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, no, I, I actually have another name as well. You all know that name, right? Which one? Oh, yes. MT. Wait, what? Margaret. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. I was like, is that something Tommy Wall gave you? Like, oh, no, no. I listeners, we can't even tell you what that one was about. No, um, carry on. We can't yeah. even. Carry we're, on just, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna move right on. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes a black woman needs different names. That's that's yeah. all. Yes. I'm gonna say. That's all you need to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cm. Okay. So I'm with Queen Steph on the fact that, like, I 
I didn't find much challenging in the kind of like way that I would critique it or anything. I think if I had to put anything around it, by the way, let me just say that the I was completely, I am completely jealous of the author's prose. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's just beautiful again, like KE and everybody here has read, I don't have the book, I have the audio. Um, the way that she invites you into these stories are, is just brilliant. It's like brilliant writing. Yes. So yes. let me just, so all props um, to um, Disha Filia. Mm-hmm. So the one thing I would say I found tra- challenging, I think is about the spiritual level. Mm-hmm. And y'all know mm-hmm. where I, I, mm-hmm. the approach I take to this. And I mm-hmm. don't want to, you know, this is no personal, this is no judgment mm-hmm. about yeah. anyone's like personal beliefs. But yeah. what I find challenging often about these conversations is that while can black churches have opened up these spaces like we were talking about at the same time, it's like that what you just read out loud when I listened to that passage from you, love, it's like, exactly. So why do we believe in this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the thing that I, I'm constantly, and this is why I don't go to church. Right. Mm-hmm. I stopped going mm-hmm. to church when I was a teenager and my mom just gave up trying to make me go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, and you know, there were times after that where I would go back and I would try and I would try to reignite some sort of like, connection Mm -hmm. and you know and all of my family are very much like spiritual in terms of christians and i've become spiritual over time in a different kind of way Mm -hmm. um but that's my challenge is like trying to figure out why do we keep coming back to this yeah this version this of, of version of spirituality. Yeah. I was when hoping it is you so were gonna... restrictive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find it just completely restrictive. I can understand mm-hmm. the moments when it's not, mm-hmm. but I probably just me personally find it more restrictive mm-hmm. than anything else. Mm-hmm. 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 I was hoping you were gonna um, raise this particular thing too, because when we started off, you were you were you you did say this 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 thing about. Um, thinking about it as going beyond the critique of what's repressive about the church. And I think, I think you're absolutely right that at the core of this is asking, why do we keep going back to this repressive and oppressive version of spirituality, but at the same time, refusing to let go of the church Mm -hmm. and refusing Mm -hmm. to let go of the generative lifelong relationships and protections that um, relationships with other women when they work in healthy ways um, um, are, are generated from this space, right? It's like, the secret lives of church ladies is not necessary. It's 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 very critical of the church, but it is not throwing the church out the door either. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 really fascinating ways, and I think I think one of the things that is is challenging about this is thinking through. Um, thinking through what space the church should have in women's lives, um, in black women's lives in black women who actually want to have autonomy over their bodies and their desire um, and their sensuality. Like what role should the church play there? Because it's clearly playing an active role in being repressive and oppressive. Right. Um, So, yeah, I feel like the challenge of this comes more in terms of how not black and white it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's not gonna it, it it does not say church is bad. 
you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't leave us with that. And so it's 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 it it it's 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 openness sometimes could be could be thought through as a challenge. Mm-hmm. But UK. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um CM. I, I think that's um you know, to raise those the questions around like why why not leave something that's that's so oppressive and often you know often is for especially for women, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is also to raise a question of community among women and where that mm-hmm. takes place. Or, so um, I think for me, it, it uh, you know, the challenge, a challenge is just it's kind of so clearly, you know, Philia is, is rejecting um, this kind of idea of like the white gaze. Right. And so this is a, this is a story for black women about mm-hmm. black women mm-hmm. uh, there at the mm-hmm. center. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's for us in that way. Right. You might say. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking, well, okay, what are the consequences of that? So what, what was challenging for me was being so seen and so yeah. absolutely read yeah. 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 reading that I yeah. had to like, okay, let me put this down for a little bit yeah. and like You're take a like, breather. Why is SH doing this? <laughs> <laughs> right. So close. Mm-hmm. So yes, and also, and also yeah. why is Disha doing this? You know, it feels mm-hmm. a little bit like um, yeah. Chris Rock's um, good hair. You know, mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm. that that film? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. don't tell the people. Don't yeah. tell them. What, Wait, why are you showing us like yeah. this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're secret for a reason, or you know, yeah. kind of the secretive part is a kind of refusal of its own, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, thinking about the what happens when the white gaze is taken off the table, and it is about kind of us for us. Some of those stories just like really, yeah. They, yeah. they, they see you in a they, way they that's you. surprising and unsettling. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. an unsettling quality to this mm-hmm. in the way that it, it makes me see myself and my story mm-hmm. and where I come from and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Kiana, yes, the white gaze is taken off the table, but the white gaze is there. Like all the people right. who are buying this book. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, who are, they're seeing it on the list, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and so it, they're, they're, they're like me, you're reading this because it's, it's, it's popping up on all the lists. And it's such a little book too. Um, we have only a few minutes left because when you record a podcast in the middle of the morning with busy people, they have to go and do them work. Um, and so the thing that I want to ask us so that we can wrap with is, um, this last question that I have is, would you recommend this book? How and why? Hmm. Cause so when I, when I, when I, when I, um, when I brought it to each of you, I brought it to K.E. because I, as K.E. just said, you know, she was seen, she felt seen by this book. And I, I you know, again, knowing things in, in, in different ways, I was just like, well, there's some really, there's some really interesting ways that um, what we've talked about, about church life together is, is, is here and resonates here in, in, in some mm-hmm. cool ways. So I'm just like, and, and, and how, you know, thinking about that balance between the church as an oppressive space and a space of comfort and liberation too, right? And familial and relational connection, Um and so I thought, K.E. might like this one. Um, C.M. Is, um, is a short story writer herself. And so, you know, the fact that she admires this prose is, is it has everything to do with the fact that as soon as I come across a set of short stories that um, is in the style that she admires, 
Um, I'm like, come look at this and see what's possible, right? Um, and SS, SS loves a good love story. And so, you know, here is why I am recommending this to you. And so the thing about this particular book where in terms of my recommendations, like I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it at all of these three women for three completely different reasons, right? Um, and so I wonder how, what, what that process would look like for you. Like if you, like SS, you said this is like one of your top three books. And I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's definitely one recommendation, right? Right, right. Um, right. And how would so, you? So, so to your question about whether I'd recommend it, how I would recommend it, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that between when I read it and when you all read it and now, um, the audience should know that the four of us are on text. We have a text group um, <laughs> that just group keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the number of times that we've referred to different stories in the last few weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, to help us think about what we're going through or what we see out in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would recommend it to Black women. I would recommend it to Black folks. I'd recommend it to, um, you know, people who are not seen Mm -hmm. in mainstream ways. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would recommend it to mainstream people, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want them to to see it too. Um, There's an intimacy selfish. to it, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Intimate. Selfish, You're not going to get it. It's too intimate. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. How, yeah. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like it's like their eyes were watching God too. You know, I mm. think there are people who won't be able to even get into the vernacular mm-hmm. of that book. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it to to them. I'd only recommend it to people who know the cadence of black speech, you know, and know the cadence of black life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, CM? I think I'm going to go back to, um, and precisely for the reason that you just said why you recommended it to me, I thought the prose and the kind of way in which you're invited to these stories and that kind of, I'm going to use your word, conspiratorial mm-hmm. tone, I just thought it was beautiful. It's It's a beautiful collection of stories to go back to KE's kind of original summary of the connections between black women. And you mentioned KE about community and that's so on point and you see that here is how black women are creating community, sexuality and spirituality very much being at the center of creating that community. And you hear, I mean, I listen to it again and you hear it um, the way that like she just constructs sentences that, mm-hmm. that kind of tell this be- these beautiful stories about relate people's relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just like human connection. Um, I'm with SS that this is not a book for white people. She's <laughs> queen. <laughs> um, queen Steph is much more diplomatic than I. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and I will say one more thing that I didn't mention earlier. And again, because maybe it's, I don't want to say too much that goes, that's TMI, right? But like, there were so many ways in which I related to this notion of kind of um, trauma around intimacy and also sexuality being expressed at young ages mm-hmm. and how that potentially can be in some ways liberating, but also can be traumatizing. Mm-hmm. 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 And it can be harmful. Very. And so, I think if for anyone who has experienced that in their life, then this is, um, I think, um, 
a very insightful experience that I've had, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ke? You know, I would I would love to um, assemble a small group of uh, the church ladies I've known mm-hmm. there who've known me since I before I was you know when I was born, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do a book club with them. Mm. And hey, uh, that, yeah, yeah, I would like to do that. If That's you it. ever do it, I'll help you. Okay. Okay. Hold me to it. If you ever do it, I'll help okay. you. Okay. Okay. We'll mm. take some bravery. Um, yeah. Some courage. It on would my be part. incredible. It would be incredible. I, I would I just, love that. I, I, you, should, you should have somebody up there with you to do it. I feel yeah. like. I feel like they're just, I mean, however pious the church lady is, I sort of feel like she is, she is wanting to be seen in Mm -hmm. some of these ways. She's wanting to find a group of people who will see her Mm -hmm. as a, as, as a woman in these ways. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think that's. I feel like that sense of being seen is a really powerful thing and wanting to do it in a community setting, like wanting Mm -hmm. to do it in relationship is, 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 I think a super powerful thing. Um, I think that we could leave it at that, y'all. I feel like everybody is saying you should go out and get this book <laughs> and read it and just be mindful that it may read you. Mm-hmm. Sister mm-hmm. Scholar, thank you for coming back and talking with me on The Sherry Show, season thank two. You. Yay. Yay. All right. Thank you, Sherry. Thank, thank you. you. Bye.